Are you struggling with kids fighting, yelling, and more despite listening to the podcast and reading all the books? Parenting can be so overwhelming and exhausting. You know, I see you and I have something that will help. Mindful Parenting SOS. I'm offering free live mindful parenting sessions starting Monday, May 6th. Basically, live mindful parenting lessons that you normally have to pay for. So if you struggle with getting your kids to listen, tantrums, misbehavior, and feeling the guilt of yelling at your kid, then you should definitely get your spot in Mindful Parenting SOS. I'll be there to answer your questions in person, and if you can't make it, we will have replays available. Don't wait to get your spot now. It's free. Go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS to register. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode number 341. Today, we're having a special honor coaching call about ignoring my questions. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast, now with over a million downloads. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields, Mindful Mama Mentor. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of Mindful Parenting, and I'm the author of Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, welcome back. You might hear a cold in my voice. Oh my goodness. My husband went to San Francisco for a conference. He makes algorithmic electronic music. Anyway, he went to a conference and had a great time and brought me back a virus. Thanks, honey. Oh my goodness. But I'm finally feeling better and I'm so excited to share this episode with you. And it is an on-air, special on-air coaching session. And in Mindful Parenting, we offer 36 hours a year of live personal coaching with the hundreds of members. And this is one of the members. So I can't for you to dive into this episode. But listen, if you haven't done so yet, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And take a minute, do me a favor, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. It really just helps the podcast grow more. It just takes a minute. And I really greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my, of my heart. You know, if you've gotten some value from this podcast, it just makes such a big difference. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, without further ado, let's dive into this episode. So the way we start every coaching session in mindful parenting, as you know, um, is that we begin with the wins. So what are your wins, Courtney? Um, yeah, I, I have a couple, I guess. Um, I definitely, the last couple weeks have, have been more consistent with um, an evening meditation, which has been really, really helpful. I've really noticed that over the last couple of months that when I fall off that wagon, um, I really feel it during the day with the boys. And so um, when I'm more consistent as I have been. Woot, 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 yay. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes right now is where I'm at. Um, Good. But uh, pretty much every night. And I really take that time to kind of use that to set my intention for the next day. Um, and I really feel it's been helping to stay calmer during the day with them. <clears throat> 
So that's been good just to be able to um, kind of have that resource. Yeah. It's like, like an anchor in the day. Yeah. And um, in the last couple of days, I've had a few good moments with the, um, between the, when there's been a sibling wobble, <laughs> sibling conflict and has been able to uh, uh, like approach it calmly and just kind of with a bit of curiosity, not assume that I, from hearing what's going on, that I know what happened. Mm. Um, and ask them both, you know, what happened, and uh, it, it it seems to help a bit of like them them staying calmer and and then contributing to a bit of a resolution. Um, you know, it's happened a couple times anyway. So yay, those are awesome wins! Good mm -hmm. job, party! Woot woot woot! <laughs> Should definitely celebrate those wins. Those are really great because, yeah, your meditation feeds into you being able to approach that moment calmly and with curiosity. And when we do that, like when they're having a squabble and you're, or whatever's happening and you can go into that non-judgmentally, they feel that, you know, you're just accepting what's happening. Like, this, okay, this is what's happening. Can I be curious about what's happening? They can feel that um, acceptance rather than judgment. So that can, that probably helps them to talk to you, um, be less defensive and even borrow some of your calm, which mm -hmm. is really kind of what you want them to do. Right. Like, right. so you're like modeling good stuff there. Way to go. Good job, mama. Thanks. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, tell us a little about your family and then we'll talk about some challenges that are arising. Sure. Uh, we have two boys. Our oldest, Cove, is four and a half, or almost five in May. And our second forest is um, almost two and a half. And right now I'm full time at home with them. Uh, we have our oldest out of part time preschool right now, but he'll be going back in a couple of weeks. Um, and I don't have any other childcare at the moment. And we don't have any immediate family you know, within four hours from us. So um so it can be tough sometimes that's why I've really been uh yeah sometimes it's a struggle but sometimes I'm able to you know meditate and uh you know go through the day okay with them and was um, this a conscious choice for you Liz is this something you always wanted to do is be a stay-at-home mom or is this something you're adapting to um it's kind of something I've adapted to I definitely you know really wanted kids and knew that I would spend you know time at home with them um um, but because of my husband's work the last five years, like essentially since we've had kids, um, it's been really me as a really primary caregiver, you know, 90, 95% of the time. Um, so it's a lot sometimes. And then with the pandemic, obviously, things became more demanding and moving somewhere that was farther away from family too. So, oh. and we've had our oldest in and out of part-time preschool as, as it's, as it's, you know, safe enough to um, or we feel comfortable with it you know mm -hmm. um yeah and then uh our oldest also has type 1 diabetes and that's just uh just over a year ago he was diagnosed so that's a a huge that was a huge shift and a huge uh increase in demand on on me in terms of caring for them um what does really that mean requires. for you guys yeah so he needs insulin um whenever he eats and so that means initially for the first uh, you know, eight to 10 months, uh, it's injections. We've had them, you know, five, four to six injections a day of insulin. And 
it's counting all the carbs that he eats, all of his snacks and all the meals, and I have to calculate, you know, recipes that I make and and then the portion that he gets. And so it's a lot of prep, prep, extra prep when making food and serving him his meals. And and then he's so young that um, often the challenge is that we calculate what he's going to eat. I calculate what he's going to eat. I ask him, you know, what he's going to eat. And then I give him his insulin, ideally 10, 15 minutes before he eats. And we sit down to eat and we pack the food and he's, you know, he's four and a half. And, he sits and then he plays at the table and doesn't want to eat the rest. And he's quite worrisome because he needs to be eating the right amount because we've already given him insulin for it. So oh, wow. that, is a, that can be a big stressor. Yeah. So, um, so it's just a huge, it's a big thing to manage. Um, yeah. So, so that is like a, you know, an added stress of the last year. Um, and you're managing this all by yourself, hours and hours much. away from family. Yeah. yeah. You're in a new town too. So you're not, you don't even like know that many people probably around you. Yeah. We've been here a couple of years. So now we have, we have, you know, some, some good friends, but because of the pandemic has been, you know, mostly outdoor playtime visits, uh, not as much, you know indoor or like relaxing with friends while the kids play you know and you're in Canada so yeah this outdoor it play <laughs> in the winter like winter <laughs> but the winters are long yeah <laughs> yeah I'm hearing like a lot of isolation for you oh yeah yeah the last couple of years have been pretty isolating for sure mm-hmm. mm, and, yeah. and, and I think that's really why I like started the the mindful parenting course last you know I signed up last August July August and started August September because I you know I spent months really kind of isolated with them and was really struggling uh keep calm with them and really felt that I wasn't parenting the way I wanted to parent so I mean the stressors on you are a lot like not only I mean just parenthood in itself is such an incredible stressor but then to have the isolation and then your son's diagnosis. I mean, that's, you're holding an incredible amount of stuff right now. And then you're yeah. holding it mostly like 94% of the time, right on your own. Cause your husband's doing yeah. some intensive work. Yeah. So doctor going to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And when he's home and has time, like he's, he's with us and with the boys and, you know, they love him to bits and, uh, you know, he helps when, when he can, it's just been out how it was and it'll be it'll be easier you know, in the near future um but just you know everything always happens all at the same time right so parenting can be loud stressful and rough some days and we want to be able to go to bed and take care of ourselves in a really beautiful way and that's why i love that cozy earth is a sponsor of the podcast cozy earth offers bedding products that will transform your sleep The bedding is temperature regulating, which is like a huge sleep benefit, has superior softness, incredible fabric, and incredibly high quality. All the products come with a 10-year warranty. Truly, incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and your overall wellness. You deserve to treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence after all the day's craziness of parenting with cozy earth bedding and sleepwear. And it's a way to prioritize your self-care and sleep health. You deserve it. And here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use the code MINDFUL35 for 35% off. That's awesome. At CozyEarth.com. That's 
coupon code MINDFUL35 for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And the season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. Okay, so before we even go on to whatever your challenges are, like this is this is like the big number one challenge right now. I think I can see for you is this isolation that I would encourage both of you to be working on rectifying as mm-hmm. best you can. Um and, and sometimes that means, you know, it, I mean, I just, I guess just to identify that this is really hard for you and this, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't, it shouldn't be this hard. Like this is the conditions of life are causing this to be a lot harder than, than, you know, it, we didn't evolve to just be alone mm-hmm. in a house 24 hours a day with like two small boys. Um, so I would just encourage you before we do anything, talk about any of the challenges, just really try to sit down with your husband, think, write a lit, like write numbers one through 10 (laughs) down, and then challenge yourselves to really be creative, to think of 10 different ways that you could have, you could address this need for being less isolated and having more support because, and you're going to find like, you're going to think of like three things and then you're going to be like, okay, uh, whatever, like 10 things like, but really push yourselves to get out of the box because you, you know, your health depends on this, your parenting, like all of these things, you know, the stress is enormous. I imagine your sleep, you know, (laughs) it's not amazing either. Like, this is, this this should really be a priority for both you and your husband is Mm -hmm. to have more support, Mm -hmm. um, in your lives. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and we're looking into like, we had tried to find some part-time childcare in December. Um, and then Omicron hit and we're like, well, it doesn't make very much sense to have someone who's working elsewhere and that we don't know come in just a few hours a week. Um, so we put that on hold, um, but now we are, we, we've been talking about trying to find someone for April, May, June part-time, and we're planning on you know, sending our oldest back for part-time preschool, and that doesn't change any isolation factor, but it does kind of alleviate, give me a little break during the day where I just have one child to, to focus on. Um, and also, we, you know, in Canada, we look forward to the warm weather, the springtime, and being able to 
you know, that makes outdoor visits easier, even if we're not doing too many indoor visits. So, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, you know, I've been thinking anyway, but <laughs> we, we haven't, I'm not right? sure as of when we, when we release this, what the order will be for the podcast, but I've recorded a podcast with a colleague about how to get more support for your family. So I'm going to give you like the little backdoor link to that so that you can listen to it ahead of time. And and we really talk about this idea, but, um, but yeah, some things you can think of are like even mother's helpers or, you know, um, yeah. Um, anyway, that I'll, I'll, I'll give you the link to that. Cause we talked sure. about take like some time to talk about all the different ways we can do that. Um, mm-hmm. okay. All right. So maybe, so let's just be hopeful and say health is on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so let's, um, let's talk about some of the challenges. What are the challenges that are arising? Sure. There's been a few kind of more recurring ones. Um, one is, well, one with our oldest, who's, as I said, almost five, is we often, often when we ask them questions, and they can be really, really mundane, you know, non-threatening questions, like, like, what do you want for breakfast? And not an op- not even an open-ended question. Like, I'll, I'm very good about trying to give them, like, a couple of choices, rather than just, you know, letting his mind wander through the possibilities. So, like, you know, do you want oatmeal or toast? <laughs> Um, often questions or like, you know, if you're sitting at the table, down at the table, breakfast, like, oh, like, have you gone pee yet this morning? Like, you know, mm. we go pee when we get up. Have you gone pee yet? Um, and he just won't answer. Mm. And he just refuses to answer. And, and of course, when we, when we express getting um, frustrated about that, or we ask him again, um, I just, you know, I can see him like close the door even tighter. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, and it's really frustrating because like, you know, if I'm asking a question and there's no, like, I understand that maybe he's doing this because in the past, you know, I've asked him something accusingly, you know, judgmentally or like already upset about what happened because I assume mm. that I know what happened. And so, and he's anticipating that. But if we're, you know, quite often, if we're just asking a question, like we would ask anyone, um, it can be really frustrating to be like like the answer is so simple like yes I went pee or no I didn't go pee <laughs> or I'll have oatmeal and not toast you know um it's super annoying oh my god we, we yeah really annoying and we say like you know when you don't answer the question um you know a it's frustrating but, you know b I don't know what to give you uh for breakfast you know like we try to explain why we're asking the question um and sometimes it can like, if you get stuck in that, it like really escalates. Like he just refuses, and then we get. Okay, so you you can identify kind of maybe the roots of this that like in the past, like in the past, you've asked him questions, and and he's been in a way that has caused him to be defensive. Mm-hmm. So there could be a lot some residual resistance here, right? Mm-hmm. Like he formed a habit of resistance. And now he wants this habit of resistance. So I imagine as with this whole di- diabetes diagnosis, he feels pretty powerless. Oh yeah. This. Yeah. I think he probably has, you know, but not maybe not consciously, but definitely subconsciously has a real sense of like lack of control. Like we have to control so much about what he eats, when he eats, you know, giving him insulin. Um, I would, I would think that he has a, yeah, sense of powerlessness. 
So he probably has a real unmet need for autonomy Mm -hmm. or some autonomy over his life and his body. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the way, that's the way a lot of kids control, you know, have some autonomy is through what they eat and he doesn't have that. So, um, so he can control, I guess what he says. That's true. That's, (laughs) that's a way he can have some autonomy for these questions. Like, for the innocuous questions like, well, oatmeal or toast, um, and like, hey, did you go pee this morning? Are, is it important that you get the answers to those questions? I mean, some of them know, like, this morning, he doesn't want to answer, you know, he is almost five. He's just going to go pee when he needs to. I'm just, I think I just, and I've been trying to be better about that specifically, um, letting go of that asking him prompting him because he is old enough it's just that prior to diagnosis very commonly kids have trouble holding like they'll just pee because they have to their body's trying to pee a lot so I think partly because of like a few months of that it kind of put me back into oh I need to prompt him um Mm. so that's something that I'm working on like letting go of and giving him full autonomy Mm. on so some of the questions yeah you're right I don't need an answer to the food ones I guess I don't need an answer either but then I'm stuck with I'm making the decision for him again whereas I've mm-hmm. tried to give him the opportunity to make a decision and also in those situations when I find often is if I'm like okay well you have an answer then you need toast then he'll be like no I want oatmeal <laughs> or I'll give it to him and be like no I want oatmeal <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, try, you know, I'm trying to give him the chance to, uh-huh. to make that choice uh-huh. Oh yeah, that can be frustrating. Uh, I, I I can imagine. Okay, so some so that's good. So practicing, I think maybe practicing letting go because if he's like, so you're in a situation where, you know, you're asking a question. He's defensive. So he, uh, I'm making mm-hmm. the image for the listener of like the, the two fists coming together, right? Mm-hmm. And he's he's being here, and you got to be a little bit of like a tai chi mama and like mm-hmm. not just meet that energy with resistance, but like kind of move that energy around or or, right. or let that flow, right? So mm-hmm. you can identify like what's happening. Sounds like you don't want to answer me right now, buddy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and you can say, well, right, I guess it's not that important that I get the answer to, um, this question, like, you know, so, okay, you can just let it go. That's fine. And, but some questions like, you know, whether it's oatmeal or toast, you could say, well, if you don't answer, I'm going to have to choose for you. And I don't want to like waste food. If you change your mind, do you want to have another chance to just give it a choice? Otherwise I'll just choose, uh, toast today. Okay. So, you know, you could say, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna wipe the counter and then just let me know if you, what you want, right. Give them like a, a a heartbeat or two to like make the choice, not just, uh, instantly answer right now. Um, and, and then, you know, I think that the, there could be some logical consequences if he makes choices that are like frustrating and food wasteful, you know, mm-hmm. like, so say he says, no, no, I want oatmeal. And you chose toast. You can say, okay, I'll save this toast for later and you right. can have it with lunch. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'll cut yeah. up this toast and put some peanut butter on it later and you can have it with lunch. Um, and try to 
take the fight out of it because you don't want it to be a fight, right? You want to, you want to kind of be on his side. You want to be on team, team family, not, you know, not fighting each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so I would, and, and that's like, what's helpful about like, you and your husband were, you were describing how you were responding with some I messages, like mm-hmm. when you don't answer, I feel frustrated mm-hmm. and then I don't know what to make, right? Like that's a very good and clear I message. Um, and, but what's interesting about it is that the, you know, an I message has like, what's, what he's doing and how it makes you feel, but also the effect and you're, you, the, there isn't really like the effect on you is just, you don't know what to make or you're wasting some toast, right? It's not like it's super, it's sometimes as as we go through the process of making those I messages, we can see actually this doesn't affect me in a major way. Mm -hmm. And some of those things are, those are going to be the indicators of the things you can let go. Mm -hmm. Like, is it, is it actually like impinging on your needs and yeah, you may have a need not to like buy to buy bread and then just throw it away. Like, of course you don't want to do that, but that's not, you know, one of the like sort of primary needs I imagine. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. And I find, you know, in that situation and other situations, I don't know if this is age or just that, I don't know, it hasn't been that long that I've been trying to use more iMessages. Like, I don't find that he's responding them to them yet in a way that I can see them being effective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, may, and maybe it's age and then that's this situation with the questions, for example, like taking an approach of you just explained, giving him a bit more time, you know, uh, observing that he's not answering and then just saying what, okay, well, I'm gonna have to make this and you know, giving him that like one last opportunity. 
um, yeah. but not making it into yeah match like maybe that's what's more effective with the game right yeah absolutely like you can have a logical consequence of you know stale toast later or whatever it is uh, sometimes that logical consequence can might be like um sorry we have to go to the doctor's office we have to leave to do that i'm gonna mm-hmm. help you get out the door right i'm i'm gonna pick you up right now i'm gonna bring you to the the car mm-hmm. um we don't want to get to that point, obviously, but sometimes yeah. that may be the logical consequence if that resistance for him is up really high. You, you said one of your other challenges you, we, you wrote to me about them beforehand was was some resistance to like those requests, right? Do you want to give an example of that? Yeah, yeah, with him especially. Um, yeah, so for example, we're playing in the living room and he's playing you know whatever trucks with duplo or store or something you know he's playing a, a game with toys and we've said you know the plan this morning is we're playing inside after breakfast and then we're going to the park meeting friends and so we go to the park we have to you know get changed and put on our winter clothes and go pee do everything we have to go do and so i've given him you know the plan for the morning and lots of advanced time and time to play inside and then when it's time to start being rushed, pushing them out the door, um, and I'll say, okay, it's time to, let's go get our clothes on, or go pee, and then we get our clothes on. Um, he'll often be like, okay, I just want to do this. I just want to pour one more dump load into the basket. You yeah. know, finish feeding my animals. And I'll, I'll try to, you know, uh, you know, recognize what he's doing and, it's like, oh, you're still feeding your animals. Okay, one more, one more mouthful for for the bear. Um, like, okay, one more dump truck in the basket, and then I'll do it. I'll say, okay, let's go get the dress. I say, well, I just want to, I just want to take one more scoop over here. Oh, I just need to put these over. I just need to finish putting these in the bank, you know. And like, well, we just did one more. <laughs> now you want one more again? And I know this big one more again, one more again, one more again. Um, and I feel like I'm trying to be so flexible, like with the plan and the time and the time inside first and like keeping him in the loop of everything, not just coming and swooping him up and, and forcing him to get dressed, but really trying to involve him and keeping him aware. Um, and he's often very like, I understand he's immersed in his playing and it's important to him, that's what kids do and that's what he wants to keep doing, but he also wants to go to the park. He's told me he wants to go to the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah told me he wants to go play outside um so i don't know how to like really you know handle the situation better and get him out of you know willingly get him out of um you know the, the cycle that he's in of like staying in what he's doing well i i really appreciate the way you're approaching this because you have a lot of respect for his him, you know, and his autonomy and him, him playing imaginatively, which is like, great. Like that's really good stuff for kids to do. Like, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. And you're super respectful of him as you're describing this and this whole approach. So that's awesome. That's really great. I mean, a lot of us would be super triggered (laughs) before that point. So, so kudos to you, um, for, for doing that. Um, there, I, there are a couple of places here. I mean, so, you know, if we think it kind of to the ultimate consequences, if he, you, 
you know, you miss your friends altogether. That would stink, right? Like you mm-hmm. don't want to do that. Um, and, uh, so you can, you can like, you know, you could, you can sort of crouch down and take his head in your hands and look yeah. him in the eyes and say, Hey buddy, I really want to see our friends. Do you, we got to go if we want to see our friends, right? Like, you know, so that's, you know, you can start to start to explain that with a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more of the, the power of like what, what's, what's happening sort of behind it. Another thing I think though, this is a nice place for some of the playful responses that can be really helpful. You know, you Mm -hmm. could be like, I'm a big truck, vroom, vroom, and I'm here to carry you upstairs to get dressed, vroom, vroom. Do you want to get on my, my, the back of my lifter here on my back? And we're going to go up the stairs like a really loud big truck. And you could pretend to be a really bit loud big truck, right? Or you could just be like mommy robot and you could be like, I am the <laughs> getting ready robot. It is time to go upstairs. Um yeah. You can try tickling him. Um, you can you can also like um, you know try to be contrary. You know you flop on the floor and you say, "Oh, uh, we're never gonna go see our friends. I'm so sad. I'm in tears over never getting to see our friends like we has the trucks." And you you know you could be like silly and dramatic. So all of these things are like really nice ways to just kind of those transitions, especially with the ages, you know, with four years old. And as you get with your younger son with these, um, and, you know, we talk about some of those playful things, uh, responses in mindful parenting and, and they're in the workbook and stuff, but, um, those are all, this is a really prime age to practice Mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. And then it's fun because then you can lighten up a bit about the whole thing and it lightens them up and it brings you together. And so then when you do have to, you know, they, when you make it fun like that, or you try to be playful like that, you're putting those deposits in that relationship mm-hmm. bank account. So then when eventually you do need to withdraw and you're like, dude, I am so frustrated because you are doing, you know, you, I've seen you, I saw you hit your brother and I felt so scared mm-hmm. and I'm really worried about this. We need to find a way to help you find a better way to do this. Right. Or mm-hmm. uh, whatever, when you need to talk to him seriously about some things that are really important, you've got all those deposits in that relationship bank account, and then you have, you can withdraw, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want to put like, they say five, five positive deposits in before you do any kind of withdrawal. Yeah. Um, how, how's this landing with you? Good. Um, yeah, I, I know that he responds well to the playful, um, engagement and and I've been trying to think of it um but I don't think I've been thinking of it enough and I I did like a couple weeks ago finish go through maybe the the module six of the course and at the end there was a bonus with um someone else teaching about all the different playful um playful skills for intervening with kids um and yeah there I think that those would work well with him and I think what I struggle with sometimes, sometimes I think of it, but I'm so not in the mood, you know? And yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. like, you do want at least a bit of it to be authentic. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually come across as playful. 
for sure rather than just being like sarcastic with them or um you know just kind of using it off the cuff and not really wanting to engage with them mm-hmm. so yeah but it, I think if I try it a few times and I think it it probably would be helpful and maybe that would reinforce my own use of more playful uh limit setting and 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 uh, boundaries and engagement. Yeah. I know it is really hard when you're not in the mood and you're tired, you're frustrated. Yeah. You haven't seen mom friends in like five months. Yeah. You're like I'm out, you know, that's, that's why, you know, all of that stuff to fill your own cup is so, so important, but mm-hmm. it's okay. You're allowed to not be in the mood for that. And that's totally fine. You're allowed to have grumpy days. Like that's totally fine too. And it's kind of a hard line to walk. Like sometimes you don't want to be inauthentic, but then at other times we know that sometimes we can like fake it a little and then we feel like we're in a good mood, right? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you kind of have to just be aware of yourself and what's happening for you to see if that can be helpful mm-hmm. and effective for that. But I'll, I'll try to remember to try that even like the next couple of days and see, um, you know, what kind of response I get and how, how quickly he's able to disengage from or like jump into the play. And then I guess that kind of breaks him out of being stuck in what he wants to do. And then, oh, playing and then, oh, listening to what mommy says. Oh, yeah, we're going to the park. So, yeah, I'll try to remember to do that the next couple of days and hopefully. I can, uh, and then the other final thing with this is that allow extra time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like at least 20 minutes when you're thinking about getting Oh, yeah. four-year-old out of the house like yeah so that because that time pressure it does stuff to us yeah. right like yeah. it just like it's it it triggers that threat response yeah. even if it's going to meet your friends in yes. the park it's I crazy agree. how like yeah. time pressure feels to us right yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah I tend to now like even half an hour <laughs> before yeah. I'm like hey we have to start getting ready to go to the park um because definitely like a month or so I noticed that uh, I mean, partly I hadn't been meditating every day, but I, one of the things that I was noticing was when we were trying to get anywhere, um, you know, it was inevitably a slow process. And even if there was very little like need for us to be going there or stress about the, the, the outing, um, I would get so frustrated because they would be suddenly these like slow motion people, um, you know, in molasses, not wanting to do anything. And uh, yeah, so I've been really, that's one of the things that I, when I started meditating again, to like think about those, observing more those earlier signs in myself that I was getting triggered and feeling stressed and was trying to just push through to what I had in mind and my plan. Um, And so when I noticed myself starting to like push through whatever their resistance is to like our, my plan, um, backing off and being like, okay, you know, where are they right now? What do they need? Um, they're taking their time. You know, there isn't a huge, I don't need to be at us going at a certain time. So yeah, try to give us a lot of time because you're right, it's here the time, uh, time pressure we put on ourselves. Yeah, I, for, um, for me, a mantra that works so well is this is not an emergency. Mm-hmm. It's not an emergency. You know, this is not an emergency. One of the funnest ways, the like playful ways I can think of to like get out, like kind of say you have to leave the park 
um, it can be like to be just sort of bumbling. I think that's so funny. You can like walk into a tree. It's time to leave the park. Is this the way we go? Boom. And you just bump yourself into a tree and <laughs> like ridiculous. Um, and then they're like, no, no, mommy, this is where you go, silly. And you, you know, you try to like go into the, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and then they can, they can teach you that, mm-hmm. that can be fun. Mm-hmm. And I guess that probably gives them a little, you know, an instance of a bit of, you know, power and authority over us. And mm-hmm. say, yeah, 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 exactly. When they can teach you, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're like, here, have some autonomy, child, yeah. <laughs> and we will have some fun as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, um, this is so cool. So. Now, is there anything other pressing that we we need to cover before we before we close our call today? I was wondering if you had any opinion on um, bedtime is a bit of a challenge for us. So they're both in the same other back matches right next to each other, and um, it's often that like one of them, often our youngest one, um, it, it, he just wants to keep. You know, he sees it as an opportunity to, to play and like yell and jump around and you know. Um, avoid going to sleep even if he's tired mm. <laughs> um and he's so little that it's like you know two and a half so I I try to stay calm and ask you know continue to ask him to lie down and stop yelling stop talking and, uh, but sometimes I literally have to like hold him in bed because not until that point like he just he won't stop sometimes until I've like held him in bed for a bit and then he gets angry <laughs> he's like don't touch me don't hold me yeah um and it, and I don't like I'd really rather not have to do that but I don't know he's so young I don't know if there's any other like I mean two years old it's like it's such a it's so tempting you got these other people here you got your big brother here who you adore and you admire it's super super tempting I mean I'm just wondering it's like, you know, obviously if this is happening so much and to the point where you have to restrain him and stuff like that, I'm wondering if there's any way you can avoid this, you know, where if you're starting to see if you could, you know, maybe put down like a, a sleeping bag in your room. And when you notice he's getting bouncy, you could say, oh boy, buddy, tonight, I think we need to let you go lie down here in this other space. You know, is there a way that you could kind of, you know, maybe like, cause I know that having siblings share a room is a very intentional choice, right? I get it. My, my girls yeah. shared a room when they're younger, but is there a way there could be like an alternative once in a while for him to go to sleep in? Maybe I could try that. But the thing is that we had him by himself before in our oldest in our room. Hmm. Um, and he, and our youngest was being so rambunctious at bedtime and our oldest has always been like a dream at bedtime. So we thought, oh, Coco have a good influence on Forrest. But then the opposite happened. Our oldest was like, wait a second, bedtime can be playtime because he had, had never like made that connection. He was like, okay, I read my book and go to bed. Um, and then he's like, oh, I can play at bedtime. So then sometimes they'll like feed off each other or sometimes it's our oldest a little bit, but more often they play a little bit and then our oldest is like tired and will sleep. And then our youngest is like, I want to keep playing. I want to keep making this a big, uh, a big deal. So, I mean, I could try. So like we had him alone and it didn't, yeah, it was just as difficult. <laughs> 
So I don't know, maybe it's just like, it's just going to take some time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some kids bedtime is really hard for them and yeah, it, it could be, you know, people do there, you know, you should definitely post in the, in the group about this and, and ask some questions about how people do this because there's so many good questions, but it can be a conversation that you can, you can do a win-win converse, problem solving conversation with them all about this. Um, you know, what do you need? <laughs> what helps you calm down, mm-hmm. buddy? Like what helps you feel sleepy? Uh, and start to ask him, you know, involve them in the conversation. You know, what, what help? what, you know, what helps you feel sleepy older brother? Um, sometimes when to feel sleepy, I need to read before I go to bed. Sometimes to feel sleepy, um, my, my daughter's, you know, I, my second daughter didn't go to sleep as easily as my first daughter. And she needed, she listened to like guided meditations on her, her, um, on a CD player. They have tons of them for kids. That's like mm-hmm. brilliant. They're just, you know, uh, there's all so many resources for this insight timer has a bunch of stuff, which is totally free. Um, and some, they have guided kids story, sleep stories and things like that. All, all kinds of stuff out there. So there's a ton of resources and, you know, it could be that going to sleep in a separate room is an, an, an a natural consequence for keeping his, his brother up. I mean, that would mm-hmm. seem to make sense. And if that's a disincentive, well, then that might be helpful for you. Another thing, sometimes parents, you know, when you have a kid who doesn't want to be alone and wants to have some support around bedtime, that can be a great time to do your meditation practice. You Mm. could say, hey, buddy, okay, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to do my meditation right at the end of my bed. I'm going to breathe in and breathe out. You could even do a guided meditation. They're usually quite relaxing, right? They're not going to like keep Mm -hmm. your son up. Um, Those those can all be good ways to do it, but I would involve everyone in the family in the conversation. You know, this just isn't working (laughs) the way it is right now. I'm seeing you're getting so excited. I'm seeing your brothers being kept up. We need a different situation. You guys, how can we sort this out? So everyone gets their needs met. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. Cause he's very, um, he likes to have me close, but he, when he wants to go to sleep, he doesn't want anyone touching him. He just wants them there. Um, so that could be a good, a good try, good thing to try with the, the meditation. Yeah. And what could be more calming than someone meditating near you? I yeah. mean, gosh, that would be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Um, great. Yes. Good, good. Okay. Well, Thank awesome. You. Courtney, we talked about a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. We want to um, I'm just going to like call it in from the universe. Please, someone send Courtney an amazing mother's helper and a babysitter <laughs> and <laughs> a a local YMCA that has date nights. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> and so we talked about that challenge. We talked about the not listening challenge. Um, talked about bed- bedtime. What are, what are you taking away from this conversation? Um, definitely the two, well, the big ones we use with my oldest the um not making him not answering about a fight um and kind of trying to, to let it roll um and giving him you know a chance to give me an answer without getting frustrated about it um and then also yeah when he's stuck in his his plane to 
to try and get playful, get to snap them out of it, and to move on to the next the next task. Yeah, and you know, just to acknowledge that yes, I've been uh, you know under a lot of stress and isolated, and uh, to try and find some sort of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Invite your husband to listen to this podcast yeah. conversation. Um, and, and yeah, that should be really important priority because you're doing awesome. Like you're doing great. You're doing your meditation. You're practicing good communication. You're doing all this great stuff. You're thinking about their needs. You're, you're really doing well. So when, as you move forward and you can solve some of those bigger problems, like you're really on the roll for things to get easier and we're having some zoom problems. And anyway, easier and easier as time goes on. Because you're doing this work up front, I I promise you it will get easier and easier <laughs> as time goes on. Right. Um, but there is like a learning curve, right? Where you're yeah. like, oh, I know now what I want to do, but it's hard to do it mm-hmm. right. Like, so mm-hmm. you're doing great. You're you're six months in. You're sticking with it, and and it will get easier as time goes on. I promise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, awesome, thanks. Courtney. Thank you so much for volunteering to come on, do an honor coaching call. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, Yes. Namaste. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, I hope you appreciated this on-air coaching call. I find they're so valuable. I get so much feedback from them. So if you liked it, please, please do, you know, send me, take a screenshot and then on Instagram, tag me at Mindful Mama Mentor. Share it in your stories and then I'll share it in mine. I love to share your ahas. It makes such a big difference and it just I love like spreading good news right that we're like learning and growing and making things better yes like this is stuff we should be spreading around so that's all I got for you today I wish you a beautiful week I wish you some peace and joy I hope this helps you become more present and thoughtful and grounded and you know ready to give your best to the world and to your family because yeah I mean what could be a better way of spending our energy and time. So when you are breathing freely, then I will be breathing freely soon. And I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for listening. Namaste. I say definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better. And just, I'd say communicate better as a person, as a wife, as a spouse. It's been really a positive influence in our lives. So definitely do it. I'd say definitely do it. It's so worth it. The money really is inconsequential when you get so much benefit from being a better parent to your children and feeling like you're connecting more with them and not feeling like you're yelling all the time or you're like, why isn't things working? I would say definitely do it. It's so, so worth it. It'll change you. No matter what age someone's child is, it's a great opportunity for personal growth and it's a great investment in someone's family. I'm very thankful I had this. You can continue in your old habits that aren't working or you can learn some new tools and gain some perspective to shift everything in your parenting. Are you frustrated by parenting? Do you listen to the experts and try all the tips and strategies, but you're just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does it all seem so overwhelming with too much to learn? 
Are you yearning for a community of people who get it, who also don't want to threaten and punish to create cooperation? Hi, I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to seriously consider the Mindful Parenting membership. You'll be joining hundreds of members who have discovered the path of mindful parenting and now have confidence and clarity in their parenting. This isn't just another parenting class. This is an opportunity to really discover your unique, lasting relationship, not only with your children, but with yourself. It will translate into lasting, connected relationships, not only with your children, but your partner too. Let me change your life. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com to add your name to the waitlist, so you will be the first to be notified when I open the membership for enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside mindfulparentingcourse.com. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.